No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at two more songs of a sense that express David's simple, childlike trust in the Lord and God's choice of Zion as his eternal dwelling place. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. I have four amazing teachers. They have taught me much about humility, transparency, and dependency. They are my four grandsons, Jaden, Landon, Brennan, and Tucker. Now, does that surprise you? Do you remember when the disciples of Christ were arguing about which one of them was the greatest? Jesus called a child to himself and set him before them. Then he said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. That is why I say they are my teachers. I learn much from them and I learn about how God wants me to relate to him with childlike faith. Now, Jesus valued children and so did David. In Psalm 131, we have the third of four songs of ascents that David wrote. It speaks of him having the humility of a weaned child. Psalm 131. Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty. Neither do I concern myself with great matters, nor with things too profound for me. If anyone had reason to be proud, it was David. From the time of his youth, he was a giant slayer and a successful warrior. He had been anointed king of Israel by Samuel, and God protected him for at least 10 years while Saul sought every way he could to kill him out of envy. David finally became king, and God gave him victory and peace on every side. The kingdom was strong during his reign. He wrote nearly half of the Psalms. And although, like all of us, he disobeyed the Lord, he was repentant and sought God's mercy and forgiveness, and he walked humbly with God. Here he writes that his heart was not haughty. Now, pride begins in the heart when we think we are better than others or when we think the rules don't apply to us. Proverbs 16, 18 says, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Pride refuses to face reality. It covers hidden inadequacies. It punishes those who disagree. It is filled with arrogant ambition. While pride impresses some people, it leads to embarrassing failure. Now, once David had been lifted up in pride when he wrongfully numbered the people, but he learned his lesson that humility was the best policy. He would not occupy himself with great matters. He would not think himself to be an expert in those things beyond his pay grade. Even though he was in a position of favor, wealth, and authority, he would not concern himself with matters too profound. In other words, David resolved to be a simple man who loved God and loved his neighbor. 
Verse 2, surely I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with his mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. Despite how we often feel, the Bible says that the anger of man does not accomplish the righteousness of God. David determined that he would calm and quiet his soul. You know the best decisions come from a heart that's ruled by the peace of God? Now, Jewish children were usually weaned about age three. This was not initially a pleasant experience for the child who enjoyed the comfort and satisfaction of mother's breast. But it was necessary for the child to come to maturity. A child who passed through the frenzy phase of withdrawals to the satisfaction of receiving nourishment from a new source was now calm and mature. As we mature, God weans us from comfortable and satisfying things to feed us from new sources. At first, this is hard, but it eventually leads to spiritual maturity. Rather than experiencing the roller coaster ride of emotions, we come to a place of peace and stability, resting in Christ. We move from dependence to independence to interdependence. Now, we experienced this when we moved from a very satisfying and comfortable place as being on staff at a large church in California, but God drew us out. He called us here to Boise, Idaho, and and we moved from being dependent to independent. Now, that was 27 years ago, but as the years have gone by, we have become increasingly interdependent. We are very interdependent upon many, many people in our church to be able to do the work of the ministry. Verse 3, O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forever. In the Bible, hope is defined as a joyful, confident expectation. We hope in God because His character is trustworthy and He is always faithful to His promises. Psalm 132, a song of ascents, that is, the songs they would sing in going up to Jerusalem. This psalm is thought to have been written for the dedication of the temple. Verses 8 through 10 were actually quoted by Solomon at the dedication. O Lord, remember David and all his afflictions, how he swore to the Lord and vowed to the mighty one of Jacob, surely I will not go into the chamber of my house or go up to the comfort of my bed, I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. Now God called David a man after his own heart and his servant. David went through many afflictions, but these served to draw him closer to the Lord. When trouble came, David leaned in to his relationship with God, and God blessed him for it. Now, after God established the kingdom under David's rule, and David made the city of David in Jerusalem his capital, David wanted to make a place for the Lord. So he brought up the Ark of the Covenant and made a tent for it in Jerusalem, which would enable him to worship the Lord most any time he felt like it. But David felt strange that he had a great palace made out of cedar, but the Lord was still in a tent. And so he told Nathan the prophet, I want to build a house for the Lord. And Nathan said, hey, David, God's with you. Do whatever is in your heart. 
But then that night, the Lord said to Nathan, Nathan, no, David is not the one. You spoke too soon. He's been a man of blood. He's been a man of war. I want his son to be the one to build me a house, a temple. And yet it was in David's heart. He wanted to find a place for the Lord and find a permanent place. And so the psalm speaks just of his desire that he would not go into the chamber of his house or go up to the comfort of his bed. He would not give sleep to his eyes until he found a place for the Lord, a dwelling place. And you can just see how important that was to David. So he couldn't actually build the temple, but he did everything that he could to prepare for it. He took all of the wealth that he got from his wars. He gave the materials and everything that would be needed to his son Solomon so that the temple could be built. Verse 6, Behold, we heard of it in Ephrathah. We found it in the fields of the woods. Let us go into his tabernacle. Let us worship at his footstool. Arise, O Lord, to your resting place, you in the ark of your strength. Let your priests be clothed with righteousness and let your saints shout for joy. So think about this psalm being used at the dedication of the temple after Solomon built it. It says that we heard it in Ephrathah. Ephrathah was the ancient name of Bethlehem. Of course, that was David's birthplace. And he says, let us go into the tabernacle. Let us go worship the Lord together. And he says, arise, O Lord, to your resting place. Now we know when the temple was dedicated that the Lord came and filled the, the most holy place where the Ark of the Covenant was. He filled it with his presence. And we know that the, the priests couldn't even serve at that time because the Lord was there uh, just filling the place. But it says, let your priests be clothed with righteousness and let your saints shout for joy. Now what's interesting is as we look into the New Testament, you know, we no longer have a temple made with human hands that we corporately, believers in Jesus Christ, are the temple of God. And yet we are also now priests, a kingdom of priests. And so this idea of us serving the Lord in righteousness in his presence. For your servant David's sake, do not turn away the face of your anointed. The Lord has sworn in truth to David he will not turn from it. I will set upon your throne the fruit of your body if your sons will keep my covenant and my testimony which I shall teach them. Their sons also shall sit upon your throne forevermore. You know, when Nathan went back and told David he couldn't build the temple, God also told Nathan to tell David that, listen, David, I'm going to build you a house. I will build you a dynasty and one who will come from you will sit on the throne. He will be my anointed one. And so this psalm is just reminding God of his promise. Don't turn your face away from your anointed. This one who had, was now Solomon, as uh, that was the anointed king. Uh, so don't turn away your face from Solomon. But it was also looking forward to the anointed one, Jesus Christ, the son of David, who would come and sit on the throne of David forevermore. If your sons will keep my covenant and my testimony, which I shall teach them, then they will sit upon your throne forevermore. Now, we know that the sons of David did not keep the covenant. We know that even with Solomon at the end of his life, he turned away from the Lord. And many of the uh, descendants of David 
were not serving the Lord. Uh, but Jesus would be the one who would fulfill the covenant. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling place. This is my resting place forever. Here I will dwell for I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her poor with bread. I will also clothe her priests with salvation and her saints shall shout aloud for joy. There I will make the horn of David grow. I will prepare a lamp for my anointed. His enemies I will clothe with shame, but upon himself his crown shall flourish. So God has chosen Zion, Jerusalem, the place where he would put his name. It would be his resting place forever. Jesus Christ will return and establish his throne there in Jerusalem on the throne of David. And as God said, I will abundantly bless her with provision. I'll take care of her, feed her poor, clothe her priests with salvation. And it speaks here of the horn and the lamp of the anointed one. The horn speaking of strength, the lamp speaking of the fact that he is the light to the world. And his enemies, I will clothe with shame. God said to his son in Psalm 2, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet and his crown shall flourish. I look forward to Jesus coming back again, establishing his kingdom rule on the throne of David. I say, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus, come. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll look at Psalm 133, where David celebrates the blessedness of unity among God's people. Psalm 134 is an exhortation to bless the Lord from the sanctuary. These psalms conclude the Songs of Ascents. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the psalms on Simply the Bible.